Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of What You're Talking About. Today I'm super excited to be joined by Joe Linton. He is the event organiser of the brand new Masters CrossFit Games, the Legends Championship. We chatted all about his experience building Legends over the years and what's to come for the Masters CrossFit Games later in 2024. As always, don't forget to like, rate and subscribe to be the first to hear all about our new episodes and content. Enjoy! Joe, thank you so, so much for joining me. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you very much. How are you? Yeah, I'm really, really well. Thank you. Um, what's this kind of time of year like for you? Because I know obviously you're heading out to Wallapalooza this week, but you've mm-hmm. just come off. You're kind of on event come down almost, right? Because you had your event at the beginning of December. Like, yeah. did are you feeling recovered? Are you feeling rested? Um, You know, so I have two young kids. Uh, they're six and five. So when you come home, they, there's no really rest, you know, you're coming home to a very active family. So, you know, we went through the holidays, we had a lot of travel to, to get done, which we did, which is awesome. But then it's, you know, it's wrapping up legends, also planning for the master's games and, uh, you know, so, you know, rest and recovery is kind of uh, when you can get it. And it's part of the process i think this first year you know the inaugural year if you will for the masters games adding that to uh our plate but um you know we're getting there it's it's not that bad so we're we're uh we're we're okay yeah i think yeah you're right the word rest doesn't exist with children under 10 no no they uh they don't care you know (laughs) uh i know i just mentioned to you obviously so in the past like week or so, there's been some bits in the CrossFit media about legends mm-hmm. and the prize money. I know it's all been clarified and cleared up, but for anyone who maybe doesn't know or is still kind of miscommunicated, do you want to just kind of clear up what happened um, and obviously what the communication was that it was, it, yeah, um, it was no issue? <laughs> so the prize purse, which, you know, lack of, I guess, this year, um, has always been funded personally by Bob and myself. Um, and year after year after year, we thought if we, you know, provided this, we would attract bigger and bigger sponsors and which we are, which is, uh, great to see, but not quite enough to cover, uh, the price purse that we've provided in the past. So, you know, this year in order to continue this competition and continue to provide, um, a great in-person experience um we had to make sure that you know we didn't dip into our personal bank accounts which uh basically happened this year so um we are still working through a few bills um a couple outstanding ones that we're going to pay up and we're going to be squared away but the good news is is that um legends is finally at a profitable uh slightly Fairly <laughs> profitable uh, position, which is much different from years in the past because we've continued to invest um, a lot of money, a lot of time um, into this competition. So uh, we're still in the same position that we announced last week. Uh, as of right now, prize purse is not on the table. Um, now it's not crossed off completely. If we can make it through the next you know, month of the direction we're going, there's possibly a small one, but it definitely won't be like we've had in the past. Um, but I'm excited about next year uh, because 
you know, this year was like a recoup year. This year was paying off a lot of, uh, I mean, to be honest, debt that we had basically of investing. And, um, you know, we're already looking forward to next year, Legends December, not the Masters Games, the December event. With it being, we're able to provide that because it is important to us. It's not like we don't want to provide a, a prize purse. We do want to provide that. It's a great experience for the podium to receive, um, to compensate some bills, to pay for their travel. Um, so we're, we are working towards that. So I'm excited for next year and I have very high hopes that we will be able to provide a prize purse like we've had in the past in 2024. For sure. Thank you for like commenting on that because I know like yeah, a course. lot of things yeah. get said in the media and there's you know things yeah. can get miscommunicated so it's always nice to kind of hear it um straight and it, it's such a great event and so yeah as you say going in the right direction and I want to talk about the kind of the beginning of legends but first I want to know how did CrossFit start for you personally oh personally um let me see low 20s i'm 39 now so you know 17 18 years ago uh i grew up working out um my stepdad taught me a lot about you know your typical globo gym you know workout chest mondays back tuesdays you know legs and shoulders on wednesday rest day type of thing um and then my sport of choice in uh high school and college was wrestling so you know doing hard workouts was a norm for me so after college, uh, one of my friends got accepted to the Los Angeles County Fire Department. And he was like, hey, man, like, help me get stronger. And I was like, I don't, I'm not a trainer. I, don't, I only know what I know. He's like, that's fine. So um, he worked out with me. So I, you know, trained him. He went off to his fire academy. He came back a couple months later and he wants to work out with me. And he's like, hey, let's do this workout. You know, it's a CrossFit workout. I was like, okay, I've heard about it at that point. And I was like, okay, let's do it. And the workout was fight gone bad. And uh, he beat me, which, <laughs> you know, irked me. And I was like, okay, what the heck is this? You know, the feeling of just kind of being laid out on the floor, just like, you know, having to work very hard and him beating me. I was like, okay, let's do it again. So we rested about 30 minutes and we did the workout again and I beat him. And I was like, all right, cool, we're even. But uh, ever since then, I was like, okay, CrossFit is something that, you know, mentally and physically my body just likes. You know, I like, you know, doing hard things. Um, I like the challenge. I like that, you know, feeling of, you know, that you, you possibly can't finish this workout and you do, you know, and you surprise yourself every single time. So after that, I became a personal trainer a couple years later. You know, I guess he kind of sparked that journey for me. Um, I was a personal trainer at 24 Hour Fitness for about six months. And after that point, I decided to leave 24 and open up my own little personal training studio. Um, provided one-on-one -on -one sessions only. After doing some math and how much money I wanted to make, uh, doing one-on-one -on -one sessions was not going to cut it. <laughs> so we're like, I right, start start doing classes, and then that's when I was like, I right, cool. I'm gonna go get my level one, and I'm going to basically start a CrossFit gym. And uh, you know, within a year of that point, uh, I started my own affiliate in Carlsbad, California. Um, we started out with about three thousand square feet in a you know old school tin roof. It used to be a mechanic shop, 
and then it was a flower. It was a florist, and then it was woodworking. So it had a uh, multiple layers of business through throughout this building. But uh, it was ba- it was really cool because it was old school CrossFit, you know, tin roof, dirty building, uh, but it fit really well with the time. This was about 2010, 2011, and uh, and that's when I started the affiliate and kind of took off from there. You know, started coaching people one on one. Started doing my own little competitions, which sparked legends um, in 2017. And uh, it's kind of just uh, it's it's been a it's been a really cool journey going from personal trainer to now event organizer. I mm-hmm. guess I call myself, you know, so it's been a it's been fun. Yeah, it's so nice. I love hearing people's stories of like where they started. I think especially because when you probably started cross, I say like you'd maybe heard of it. But now I think you mentioned CrossFit. A lot of people have going to have heard of it and know about it yeah. and kind of can you know you can youtube it and stuff but back then it was like oh i've kind of heard of this but i don't really know what it is and what do you obviously like being an event organizer you see people from like all walks of life and having an affiliate what do you think it is that that draws people in but more so keeps people oh it's i think as a coach especially i think it's the challenge it's the it's like when you look at a workout and you're like that's crazy that's just ridiculous and then you do it and you complete it and that is in itself i think addicting um in a good way uh even as like when we write workouts for a competition we're like this is insane this is a very difficult workout and then we see 75 percent of the field finish it and smash it we're like wow it's amazing so i think it's the challenge i think it's that um you know you know, it's the camaraderie around people getting together. It's just like a class uh, when you have some, you know, Murph or you have some, you know, 12 days of Christmas workout or something where it's just this grueling workout, but you get through it and the accomplishment is what keeps people coming back. And the results are, I've always told people like the results are almost a byproduct of how difficult of a time you spent at the gym. You know, it's like you spend all these hours and time these minutes training and your physique or your results, you know, on the scale or whatever you're, you know, trying to track um, is a byproduct of all the hard work that you put in. So I think it's the, uh, I think it's the workouts. I think it's the the challenge of, wow, that looks insane. I want to do it. Mm-hmm, for sure. It's, it is one of them things. It is addictive. You're right. Like people, you don't meet many people nowadays that are like, oh, I used to do CrossFit. It's, oh, no, I used to do this. Now I do CrossFit. Uh, And you mentioned you obviously started running little comps. Obviously now Legends is this huge beast Mm -hmm. just continuing to get bigger. But back in 2017, what was was the initial kind of thought process for Legends? What was it that you wanted to achieve out of the comp? Um, so I think it was Wadapalooza 2017. <clears throat> Nothing against Wadapalooza, they're a different type of competition, but um just the way that the masters uh aspects were uh, positions treated, you know, however you want to put it. Uh Bob and I, my business partner, we weren't a fan of, you know, we're like, we can do it better. You know, we can provide something that it's their own competition. And I think in 2017, there wasn't there wasn't anything big like Legends um, for a master's only competition. So uh, it was his idea. So he came up to me in the gym. He's like, hey, do you want to start a master's comp? And this is like a week after we got back from Waterpalooza. 
was like, yeah, sure, let's do it. And I think within 45 days, we did the first Legends. Wow. Uh, granted, it was day, it was a one-day competition. I think it was like 50 bucks to enter. And we had about 36 people sign up. And the furthest that some you know someone came was from Los Angeles, which is like two to three hours away. Um, and we had to beg people uh, to come, you know. So we like did a one day comp. It was cool. Um, a lot of people have great memories from it. Uh, but then just seeing everyone go through that masters only comp, even even it was only thirty six people, but just seeing everyone have such a good time, we're like, let's do it again, and. Um, 18 we added scaled and we got 54 people total so not really that many more showed up you know mm -hmm. uh it was still a one-day comp still like you know 50 buck entry and you know you won a bag of protein or you know minimal stuff didn't have any gear provided we were just it was at my gym at my affiliate and uh and then we were like, well, okay, if we want to make this serious, we need to replicate what the games does. We need to have a qualifier. We need to make it multi-day. So we did our online qualifier, first one in 2019. We had 384 people sign up worldwide. I think there was like 10 countries represented in the online qualifier. And we had 120 people invited to come to the gym. I think at that point we didn't have a 65 plus we only had it came up to 60 plus which replicated what the games were at the time i think um and uh bob and i did it pretty much ourselves which was uh we slept at my gym even though we lived you know 20 minutes away yeah. uh we were up till like 3 a.m doing scoring we didn't have a score person we inputted scoring all the scores after the competition day we were being MC, judging, moving equipment, you know, every single day. Uh, but uh, then it kind of just took off from there. I think everyone that saw the multi-day comp, we provided uh, personalized gear from Born Primitive. And um, that's when we knew we had something special and we wanted to uh, kind of lean into that. And now we're, you know, Legends is, is what it is now. And um, it's been a really fun ride. Mm -hmm. And so 36 athletes first year, what did you have this year? It was like 570, was it-ish? Uh, 563 registered, 543 showed up on site. Showed and up. you always have injuries, yeah. you always have stuff come up. Um, but honestly, this is the lowest drop year we've had, um, which is cool to see. Uh, 543 came out to Arizona State University, and uh, it was awesome. went really well. Cool stat. You know, a little nerd moment. We had 295 heats. Wow. Only one, only one heat was uh behind by two minutes. And it was my fault. Um <laughs> I was I was doing I was doing uh the podium for the scale of athletes and I took too long talking and it was my fault. <laughs> and uh we, we caught up quickly, but it was uh yeah, the two hundred the one the one late heat was my fault. But uh that just goes to like, you know, gives a great shout out to the team that we have um in place that they you know they're a machine they know what they're doing we trust them immensely between the judges uh the floor crew which is like you know the unsung heroes of a crossfit competition moving barbells off and on dumbbells off and on making sure that the white the correct weights are on the bar and whatnot and so uh yeah that was a that was a cool stat that uh 
my business partner Bob sent me. I was like, wow, that's amazing. That's very impressive. As someone who MCs at CrossFit comps, I'm very in awe of that because keeping yeah. a competition to, to time, particularly one of that size, is amazing. <laughs> very, I'm almost <laughs> yeah. jealous in a way. Um, yeah, and also, if you were doing podium, that's like a nice thing to be late for, you know? Yeah, yeah, we were taking our time, especially, uh, I mean, we had people, yeah, we had the two scale of athletes that keep coming to mind. One was from Japan. And the other was from Holland, uh, Eco and uh, Yella. I mean, they traveled halfway around the world. And I don't want to, like, you know, say this as a not to the scale division, but for a scale competition. Like, it's kind of, I was like, wow, that's, mm. I guess we are pretty big, you know? And that was kind of like an eye opening moment. I was like, wow, people are traveling for the scale portion of this. And um, uh, that was pretty cool. And they had a great time. Um, uh, we dealt with new, you know, new uh, new things like a language barrier with uh, Eco from Japan, and that was new. Uh, Yella from Holland, he was he flew in, I think he landed like around midnight the day before he competed, and then flew out Saturday night to go back to Holland. Like he was he was here for like thirty six hours just oh, to wow. compete, and I'm like, oh my god! So you know, very grateful to just be able to provide. A competition for uh athletes like those two especially um i mean on the rx side we had 20 countries represented which is right. really cool you know it was uh yeah it's stuff like this that makes me uh that gives us the feel to keep mm -hmm. wanting to do more for this community yeah. and it's so nice to reflect on it as well because i think often when you're in the midst of it and like you're during the weekend everything's just go 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 so you're trying to run a million things and keep things to time and then when you actually kind of sit back and look you're like wow what we've achieved is so incredible and the people we've the people you've reached um and obviously that's now gonna continue and get bigger from another side of things with the masters games comp with crossfit can you i know you've spoken about this before but can you kind of um Give us a bit of insight into how them conversations started and how you guys ended up kind of hosting the Masters CrossFit Games this year. Are you stuck at a plateau and without a recent PB? Mergs has you covered. Bringing you the highest performance CrossFit and weightlifting equipment on the market, Mergs is your secret weapon to set a new best. Whether that's knee sleeves, grips or tape, Mergs has everything you need to stay protected and performing. Head over to mergs.com now and save 15% on all orders with the code WAD15. Yeah, so, um, you know, Dave Castro reached out to Bob via text. Um, we've known Dave loosely for many years. Uh, he used to live in Carlsbad, where my affiliate was. So when I had small comps, um, even legends he's he's popped in and said hi and you know uh you know took pictures and shook hands and all that stuff with people which is really cool um so you know we had each other's contacts and so castro text bob i think it was like hey we need to talk um it's about the games or something i forget what it was and bob at the time was in italy on a family vacation and he's like yeah you know can this wait a couple of weeks? I'm on a you know summer trip with my family. 
And Dave was like, uh, no. So Bob's like, okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, so he, uh, uh, I think it was, you know, just after breakfast for him in Italy. So he jumps on the phone, talks to Dave. Dave breaks down how he wants, uh, how it's going to be split up. You know, the master or the divisions are going to be split up from the, you know, 18 to 34 year olds or the pros, if you will. And uh, he's like, cool. He's like, Let me, I need to talk to Joe and make sure that, you know, he's in and I'll get back to you. So Bob texts me with, hey, Dave Castro called me. He wants us to run the Masters games. Call me when you can, which was like 11.45 my time, p.m. And I'm, you know, just got up to take my, you know, old man pee. I see this text. I'm like, so I call him, doesn't pick up. He texts me back. He's like, hey, I'm at breakfast. I'll call you back later. I'm like, I'm not going to sleep, you know. <laughs> so uh, he calls me about an hour after that. So it's like 1230, almost 1 a.m. my time. He tells me, I'm like, holy crap, that's amazing. You know, definitely I want to have serious talks about this. Um, I just accepted I'm not going to sleep that night. So I did a bunch of work, you know, caught up on emails and got ahead of programming for people. And um, yeah, so then we had a. Uh, a zoom call with dave like a week later and then from there it's you know just been talking with the hq team and working through all of the uh business side of what it takes to host uh a games event which is a lot <laughs> like a, uh legends is a lot and now i'm like okay this is another step which mm-hmm. uh i enjoy I, I enjoy challenges and i'm like okay this is you're dealing with so many different people and so many different groups of you know businesses and stuff so it's um it's been a it's been a challenge which uh jason ansley which is the new kind of new team member of ours bob and i we're all uh ready for and we're excited to kind of tackle and uh it's been fun so far and we're we're really excited to get past year one you know Mm -hmm. um we're in this from the long haul we want to continue to provide something bigger and better every year like a couple of people at Legends pull me aside. They're like, you know, how the game's going to be year one. I'm like, well, it's going to be better than this. And if you tracked how Legends grew, we're going to do the same for the game Masters games. And they're like, oh, my God. You know, because we went from, again, 36 people to 543. We're like, we want to do the same thing for the games. Um, we want to make it amazing. And uh, otherwise, we wouldn't want to do this. So that's our goal. It sounds like it's it's going to be amazing, and I think it's quite interesting to hear like how how quickly almost that happened. But in terms of the reaction you had, because I think initially the announcement came out, you obviously you know whatever came out, you were going to get people that were happy and then were unhappy with anything. Yeah. I think a lot of people potentially had quite brash reactions, weren't super happy about it. Did you feel? any negativity towards it or for you guys was it just like no this is a positive change we're really looking forward to it or did you feel any of that kind of outside talk um i mean we i knew people were going to react in a negative way a, a certain group um and it's mostly the existing games masters games athletes that like they know they're gonna qualify and they enjoy the experience of being at the CrossFit games with the teams and the pros, you know, you're warming up next to Tia and, 
Froning and his team, it, like it's it, it is a special experience. Um, I've coached there and I've been there, and it's I'm like wow, this is pretty cool. Uh, and so that's not going to happen anymore. But like the flip side of that is, we're going to be able to provide so much more to the Masters community, to the Masters Games athletes, provide a bigger field. You know, um, like I've said on m- many podcasts now. Uh, like no longer can you just qualify for the games top 10 and then you you can't call yourself a top 10 games athlete anymore because we're expanding the fields immensely like you're gonna have to fight and really challenge yourself to to earn that and um i think that once you know people get through one year they're gonna really see what we can do they're gonna see that um you know what our vision is and so it's it's you can't really tell people and a lot of people already have our, you know, are behind us and support us. They, they're just trusting us. And so we're excited to like, you know, gain more of those people and like, Hey, like this is an opportunity for uh, us to help create a better experience for the masters games athletes. Um, because honestly, like with the CrossFit games being as big as it is, they, they can't go to the, uh, like the roster depths that we do they can't go to 40 you know people in the 35s the 40s and the 45s it'll the time and space that it takes the to host that it would be impossible for them so this is literally the best thing that could happen for the masters community um as far as the games and it's it's changed though you know people don't like change and you know it's tough to get used to so once we get through year one we're gonna be able to show everyone what we're doing, what our plan is, and they're going to be hopefully impressed because um, we're already working our butts off on it. And uh, it, it's, I think, I really think that we can get to a point where um, it's, you know, it's not the national, it's not the pro games, but it's very close to it. That's the goal, you know. I love we'll that. I think there's so many elements of it. I mean, one, obviously, you guys are so passionate about what you do anyway. And it's interesting because when the announcement came out, I personally was like, yeah, great idea. This is amazing. And then I, you know, opened Instagram and you saw like a million different opinions. And I was like, yeah, oh, do I have the wrong opinion? But actually, as you say, it's going to open so many opportunities for people. Yeah. And I think even like from a viewing experience you know stay so much is packed into one weekend that you can't absorb it all and actually the fact that this is going to be spread out and you say like more coverage more like you're going to get to know these athletes more you're going to see more of them and open more opportunities is such a incredible thing with it being like a master's category I feel like I know the answer to this question but you still get the same scale of competitiveness Oh, for sure. I think you're going to get more. Um, I think you're going to see more leaderboard shakeups, um, especially the way we program. You know, we're programming the games with the final stamp of uh, CrossFit HQ, you know, Bosman and team. Um, we've already finished our third draft for the games, Masters games, and we're going to send that over to CrossFit soon. Um, and it's definitely, it has our stamp of what we feel like is a good test um with rogue fitness being uh the equipment sponsor kind of gives you everything you need 
mm-hmm. you know so there's like there's so much opportunity it's it's funny it's like we're kids in a candy store we're like we can do so much stuff you know <laughs> we can do this and this and this so uh we're super excited to uh just be able to put you know we're getting uh, we're getting more fields of play in at legends we only have two we have two floors um for the masters games we're getting three which just means that we can uh therefore test people in longer durations you know because at legends you can kind of do the math you got two fields of play you got 400 plus athletes you can't really do a 40 minute workout because that's going to take you 24 hours you know (laughs) so uh with three fields of play it opens up a ton and uh we're super super excited so the competitiveness i think is going to increase especially with semifinals going to 200 uh, back to 200, which is awesome. I really want to highlight, you know, people that um, make quarterfinals, make semifinals. You know, um, we are trying to find the fittest masters on earth, but we're also trying to push people to make quarters for the first time or make semifinals for the first time. And it gives them an opportunity to, you know, put that badge, that feather in their cap on their profile, which um, is really cool. You know, I think that, uh, that needs to be celebrated. Um, we have plans to highlight athletes just like um, just like I described. You know, not just highlight the games athletes, but highlight the people that work their butt off to get, you know, to make it to quarters. They got their first chest bar. They got their first muscle up. They're not going to make the games, but that doesn't mean that we can't, you know, put effort towards giving them some love as well. So, uh, yeah, I think the competitiveness is gonna is gonna increase. I'm really, we're really pushing on increasing the um, the participation from the masters community because the more participation we have is going to only benefit the masters games uh, directly. So uh, we're really pushing on, uh, you know, we we have a marketing plan to kind of highlight that and uh, make sure that the community knows, like, hey, the more people that sign up, the more awesome the masters games will be. Mm-hmm. So. I'm I'm so excited. I think it's one of the best things that's happened, you know, in in a long time, and particularly for masters athletes. It's one of them, one of them divisions that I think you watch, and it's probably similar to the games in the sense of you don't really realize how hard what they're doing is, and then you mm-hmm. kind of sit back and you're like, oh wow, they're that age, they're at that skill. It's just yeah. so impressive. How hard is it to uh, program for the different divisions, like with the age things? Do you ever think, oh, I should make that easier? Or, oh, actually, no, they're still really super fit. So how hard is it to program the divisions? Yeah, uh, it, honestly, it gets tough at like 50. <laughs> um, because when you're, when we program, you're really programming like the initial workouts, like for the first couple age groups, you know, the 35s and the 40s, you know, they can do everything. Uh and what's funny is that we've had to um, – the older age groups are getting better uh, faster than the younger age groups, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So we've had to scale less on, like, the 60-plus than we've had to in the past. Um, for instance, like at Legends, we had to make a last-minute call on 60-plus – uh adding in bar muscle up into like the final round of a four round workout so it was for the 35 year olds it was bar muscle ups all the way through um once we got to 60 plus we're like okay we'll have them do chest to bar at a higher rep count Mm -hmm. um 
But then once we kind of got some feedback, kind of pulled the audience loosely, um, we found out like 75% of them can do bar muscle-ups. Now in volume, um, that's another thing. So we did three rounds of chest to bar and the final round, they got to showcase that skill that they have of bar muscle-ups, which means like you don't have to make them do bar muscle-ups from the get-go and like no one's going to finish the workout, but you can allow them to work their butt off and then showcase that skill. So it's difficult. It's funny. It's difficult, like 50 plus, um, because again, they're, they're getting better. They're we're, it's funny. Like we get, we have legends that have been doing it six, seven years. Like they were 42 when they started 43. Now they're 50. And you're like, wow. Like they're still, they're getting better. They're lifting more weight. They are, uh, can do more ring muscle ups. They can do strict handstand pushups wherein, you know, 2020, 2021, that wasn't a thing. Now we're like, okay, we need to really pay attention to the, the 50 plus because again, they're getting better. That's the difficult part. The 35 plus, the 35s, you know, we program hard workouts and they tackle them at the weights that we do. But uh, the difficult part is the 50 plus, which we continually have to, you know, we're, we're still learning on how to program better for them. And that's the thing. People just keep getting better. Like, I think there's about like yeah, the teams crazy. that are kind of going into potentially their individual careers. And it's like, well, they've got 10 years of experience already, like going or however much. It, it's so impressive. And mm-hmm. there's obviously, you know, a, a, quite a natural step for a lot of the individual games athletes is to go on to to the Masters category at the, the games. I know you've had games athletes at Legends previous obviously there's potential that you're going to get quite a few of them now does that change your thoughts like like at all on the programming and you think oh there's going to be a higher level or are you still like well no because the 35 plus division's strong anyway like does the potential of having individual athletes there that are fresh off the games almost does that change it in any way um not really because i mean we've been told many times by you know, multi-year games athletes that legends programming is, uh, has been more difficult than the CrossFit games. Um, we are, we are really aggressive. We, we are known to like, you have to be strong and fast. Um, you have to earn your strength. You have to, uh, earn your right to showcase a skill like strict handstand pushups, handstand walk, you know, it's, yeah, we've always like, I think it's, do the coaching that I provided too. And then Bob and, you know, seeing him develop as an athlete, I'm like, no, like you don't, you don't get to handstand walk right away. How about you do 50 GHDs, 40 deadlifts, and then you handstand walk 300 feet. Like anyone can handstand walk from the get go. How about you do this? And then you handstand walk. So it's, that's always been kind of our thing. It's like, how do we pre-tax individuals to make it more difficult? Because, um, you know, everyone fresh can do everything, but you know, how do we make it, without increasing the volume, how do we make it more difficult? And um, that's, that's kind of always, we our feedback has been that like, how they're like, wow, you guys only had 18 ring muscle ups, but those are the hardest 18 ring muscle ups I've ever done in my life. You know, we're like, yeah, it's because we did this before and whatnot. So um, the programming side, I think it's, it's the same. Um, we're going to continue to do what we do. Um, Bob and I, that's our favorite part. I think that's why we do this is because we like programming so much. <laughs> um, and uh, we just like to see people, uh, you know, we like to see like the the intelligence test as well when we program. 
you know, we like to see people take the bait, you know, of like, oh, are they going to sprint this calorie row or do mm-hmm. they know what's coming? So uh, there's guys like, you know, Jason Grubb, Jen Dieter, Justin Lasala that are, you know, five plus year games athletes. And when we trick them, we know we did we, we did it good, you mm-hmm. know. So it's like, you know, how do we how do we challenge those people? Because uh, they are, you know, they own affiliates or they, you know, Jason Grubb's a four time, you know, games champion and four-time legends champion you know how do we you know how do we challenge those guys as well um it's fun so we're going to continue to do what we do the programming is always tough um we're excited to have rogue again and uh it's going to be really fun because even at this point we're three drafts in typically we go through uh 10 to 15 total drafts uh, for legends so i'm guessing it'll be the same for the games um and I'm really excited to see, you know, what feedback we get from Bosman and team when we send that over to them. That's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. We love collaborating as well. Yeah. Like with Mayhem last year. Um, we love seeing different, uh, you know, looks at it, different people in their comments and like, oh, let's do this. And so it, it always kind of like, you know, it, it, to see it all come together is really cool. It's like art for us. Yeah. <laughs> The possibilities are endless now. <laughs> There's yes. so much you yes. can do. Yes, yes. So I know you are, you're busy with the prep. Obviously, we're going to hear and see a lot in the coming months. Um, but you are heading out to Waterpalooza this week. Um, for anyone that's potentially listening, heading out there, what are you guys up to? Are you just spectating? Have you got things going on? What's your... Yeah, so we're going out to Waterpalooza. It's Jason and myself. Jason Ansley is in charge of... Uh partner relationships and sponsors so our main goal is to go out there and just talk to sponsors make them uh you know introduce ourselves make them aware of uh what our plan is for the masters games and legends in december um mostly it's it's to push the masters games and getting uh sponsors on board we want people to talk to us directly rather than just like an email or a phone call or a zoom call we want to like you know face to face handshake hey this is what we're about um that's our main gig. Uh, you know, we'll, you know, we're going to see a lot of legends and a lot of uh, masters community there. So we'll say hi and talk, but our main goal is to go out, meet sponsors and try to secure relationships for the masters games. Um, because that's, what's ultimately going to, uh, make it better. You know, we already know what we know. We know, you know, we're getting very close to a venue. Um, it's between Birmingham, Alabama and Orlando, Florida. Ohio is also a possibility, but um, hopefully in the next week we'll have the venue secured and we're going to announce that right away. But, um, you know, getting sponsors, you know, just connected face to face is important to us. I think it's an old school thing. You know, we're masters, so we want to, you know, shake hands and, you know, say hi mm-hmm. in person. So uh, that's our main goal, Wadapalooza. For sure. It's, it is. It makes such a difference seeing people, you know, we, everyone... I think since COVID, obviously, everyone speaks so much on screens. And whilst I'm so grateful for it because it allows me to do my job, it's also super, super nice to see people in in person. Um, I'm going to let you go very soon, but I have to ask you our quick fire questions that we ask everyone that comes on the show. Um, I know you're obviously previous coach, etc. You know, you you coach a lot, you program a lot. So you can answer this either as a programmer or as an athlete. Um, Favourite lift? Squat clean thruster. Nice. No one's ever said that for sure. Yeah. Uh, favorite overall movement. 
Overhead squat. Nice. Favorite benchmark workout? Diane. Uh, and if you were to either go to the games on a team yourself or you could build, uh, I'm going to say actually a master's dream team, who would you have on it? Oh, uh, Jason Grubb, Jen Dieter, uh, Cindy Hinkle. Wait, how many people are on the team? Four? Um, Four so another man. Uh, you Ryan Recky. I can be on it. Um, I don't think I'm good enough. Uh, I don't want to be on it. <laughs> uh, Ryan Redke. Um, that'd be a great team. Yeah. I, I see that coming in the future. Who knows? Masters teams. Yeah. No, I, it's definitely a possibility. We, uh, you know, we're going to push. We're going to stress the, you know, stress the system. We're going to push everything we can. For sure. Well, I'm super looking forward to it. And uh, thank you so much for your insight and for taking the time to chat to us. And we look forward to hearing and seeing a lot more of you uh, in the future, I'm sure. Cool. Awesome. Thank you for your time. That was awesome.